Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Hello, welcome in. My name is Nick and I'm your host. No, I'm kidding. But welcome to another episode. I am your host, Nick. And got a whole bunch of news coming out of New York Comic Con this week. This weekend, I should say. New York Comic Con is essentially probably the second biggest convention of that sort outside of San Diego Comic Con, the original. So it will be... A lot, a lot of stuff I should just say is, is coming out of that, but but let's kind of get into some some non Comic Con stuff first. And I I don't remember talking about Red Dead last week, but I should have. But doesn't matter because we got a new trailer this week. And first things first, 105 gigs for this game for install based off leaks. That is insane. Granted, it is a massive game. It is going to be loaded with 4K assets on Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. It is probably like bigger than GTA V. And based off this new trailer, it makes sense. Because this game is going to probably just feel alive. And there's different things in it that are very similar to how GTA V worked. Where the NPCs were kind of going about their daily business regardless of of if you were there or not it wasn't just like it just wouldn't just show up if, if you drove into the area everything's procedurally generated it all kind of flows around on its own so you could just pop into something that might not have been there if you were there or not so these things will happen with you interacting with them or not essentially and this new trailer was was beautiful in terms of showing off different things that can happen, you can go and explore on your own. You can do heists, which they're kind of bringing over from GTA V. You can do interactive missions with people that are part of your gang. You can do railway, uh, runaway train heists, which is awesome as well because that's perfect for perfect for uh, uh, you know old west type things and a whole bunch of different things to to go on and explore. And you can partake in, in hundreds of different things, probably so many different combinations available to you, on top of stuff they've already announced with hunting and things like that. You can have gang wars with other gangs. There will be interactions with lawmen, and, and bounty hunters will come after you if, if you do things wrong. Like, this game already feels like it's going to be a huge thing that you can dump probably hundreds of hours into, not including... The online that's coming coming out. And on top of that, they announced 50 different weapons will be in the game. Which they also showed off. Looks like you can dual wield like a revolver and a sawed off shotgun. Which, whoa, <laughs> that's crazy on its own. And also announced some PS4 early access stuff that they're going to get 30 days early, I guess. Uh, includes an outfit, a horse, a saddle, and a special revolver. But whatever, I mean, that that's that's kind of normal. At least it's not like Destiny where it's like straight up major gameplay things that Xbox didn't get for like a year. So, building off of the new trailer and things like that, they finally showed off Red Dead in first person. And 
while I never played GTA V in first person, I, I never got it on the new consoles. I, I played it, beat it, finished it on, on 360, and then at that point, the original Xbox One came out. And it looked cool. Didn't really pique my interest. This, however, looks totally different compared to compared to first person in, in GTA V. And it, I, I think I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. I'll dabble in it. Things like that, but I've had discussions with with multiple people about how Red Dead is meant to be experienced like in that third person view, where you can kind of see the whole world around you and and take in everything that's going on. And, and I I think you might lose some of that in first person, mainly because you won't get everything around you. As, as you would in third person and, and you'll miss out on, on beautiful views and things like that. But man, we are less than a month away, about 20 days. And well, by the time this posts, about 15 days or so, uh, just over that. And I, I just, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this game. I'm trying to get every, everything done before, before I can, uh, before it comes out, I should say. So that way, I don't have any distractions for pretty much all of November, uh, except with like Spyro and things like that. So that way I can I can knock out as much of Red Dead as possible. Speaking of finishing things, still playing Forza. My review score from last week still holds on that around, a, uh, I think I said 9, 9 out of 10. And uh, I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, about 20 hours in, I think about 25% of the way done, 9.5 for Forza, excuse me, 9.5. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, about 20 hours in, 25% of the game completed, according to my Xbox giving me stats. And I'd give this game right now 8.9 out of 10. They they definitely improved upon, uh, uh, improved upon things from Origins. Co- uh, combat feels great, it's nice and fluid. Some of the different abilities you can get are are great. They they kind of at changed it up from Origins, where some abilities that you had to unlock in Origins are pretty much just already there in in Odyssey. You don't have to worry about unlocking them or anything like that. But because you are a a hero in ancient Greece, essentially, turns out you're actually the the grandson of Leonidas. Uh, small spoilers there. That 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 that. That kind of explains... I think they announced that already. That kind of explains why you have the Spear of Leonidas to begin with. And you can get different different abilities. Because you actually play as Leonidas for the fifth, fifth, first ten minutes of the game. Which is awesome at the Battle of Thermopylae against the, the, the Persians. And I have literally been Spartan kicking everything. And that, that's an ability you get. And, and if you don't know what that is... If you haven't seen the movie 300... Spartan kicking is essentially what... Leonidas does to the Persian emissary that comes and he kicks him into that pit of of that bottomless pit in the beginning of the movie and that's a skill you can unlock and you can do that on on pretty much everything in Assassin's Creed Odyssey NPCs enemy combatants uh, different animals in the area like I, I Spartan kicked a bear the other day and it was hilarious but no it, it that's that's really awesome you can get uh, like crazy assassin type abilities as well where you like throw the spear but then it instantly transports you to that that person so you can assassinate them 
Uh, granted, because you don't have a hidden blade in this game, because it, it's technically before all this started, uh, before the first hidden blade, essentially, with with uh, with the Assassin Order and things like that. I, I know in Assassin's Creed lore, Darius or someone... Uh, there was someone who tried to assassinate the King Darius in Persia with a, and was the first person to use a hidden blade. I think that's around the same time as this game. So that's why... That's why there there's no real total affiliation with the assassins yet, and again, it, this is this is about three hundred years before Assassin's Creed Origins, which is around the time of. So this game Odyssey is around the time of the Peloponnesian War, around the four thirties BC, which is around four hundred years before. Origins. So again, the, the Assassin Order is pretty much established at that point in in um, in Assassin's Creed Origins. Mostly, Bayek kind of operates on his own and 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 things like that. Granted, different game, but anyway, Odyssey is really fun, and they brought back a lot of ship combat, like what you had in what what was it in Black Flag, but this time it's with Trimenes and ancient Grecian ships. So you really only have arrows and spears and some fire. Fi- different fire attacks with with the arrows and spears and things like that. So so completely different from from Black Flag, and you get to sail around the whole Aegean Sea, all of Greece, pretty much, and you can go to Thermopylae and different parts of Greece. I just cl- I just got to Athens, was climbing around the Parthenon, and this game, the the every every game that's been coming out the last few weeks have, have just been beautiful games to behold. Granted. The characters themselves could use a little bit of work compared to, like, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and things like that. Granted, there's a whole lot more going on in Assassin's Creed than that game. But but other than that, this game is stunning just to look at everything. And I am enjoying it a whole lot. Again, the abilities are different. Combat is nice and fluid and fun. There's a lot of things in this game... That, that I can't wait to explore. Because even Origins was just a beautiful game to play. I can't wait to see what happens with the DLC that's coming. I did get the Gold Edition, so I got the game early. Came with the Season Pass and, and things like that. So there's going to be a, a lot of things coming out of this, this game. And, and again, I'm sure it's going to take me at least 80 hours to play. Because they've actually kind of transitioned... Assassin's Creed into more open world RPG. I, I know a lot of people are having issues with that, and I, I've played Assassin's Creed since since the original game, and I have loved pretty much every game except for Unity. It, it just it was a misstep. It was came out too soon, if you ask me. They relied too much on the on the old on some of the old technology. Granted, it was one of the first games on on a new engine and things like that, but but still, it is a amazing series. Uh, I identify with it a lot mainly because I guess I love history so much, and and it it speaks to me because you get to interact with historical figures in in different ways that aren't normal and things like that. And it it's it's always been really fun. And the fact that they're transitioning it more into open world RPG, I have no issue with as long as it sticks to the story. I don't care how it how it plays. That that's that's secondary to me. I care more about the story than anything. And 
I, I know they were talking about it somewhere. Like, a lot of people's favorite game, obviously, is Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 2, amazing game. I liked Revelations more. But then Origins... Well, Syndicate was, was really good. Super underrated. Origins was amazing because you finally got to play around in in the farthest back they've ever gone in an Assassin's Creed game. And now they've gone even farther back with Odyssey. It's shaping up to be one of my favorite. I, I saw it's probably one of the best-reviewed Assassin's Creed games ever. And I'm finally getting to live out my dream in a video game, which which you've never really been able to do before, but actually get to wear those like awesome Greek helmets with like the, the bristles on them in the different like shapes and, and directions and things like that. And, and it's just so fun. I posted a, I've posted several pictures of, of playing the game and the different outfits. The photo mode is incredible. But, but the other cool thing, I, I know I'm not really talking about gameplay, is because it's the Peloponnesian War, you can actually uh, do different like side quests where you can weaken one side's like standing in a region. So it, it, it's almost like... So every region is either controlled by the Spartans or the Athenians. And you can go in and uh, loot their war chests, burn their supplies, kill their leader, and then you can actually it will actually spawn like a faction war almost, where it's a mini battle essentially in in the region where you can either pick the side of the Athenians or pick the side of the of the Spartans, and it's like a, a essentially it's a battlefield that you get spawned into where just people are fighting each other. You have to constantly take out different, like, higher-level captains for the other side, and then, like, a hero might come out, which are a little harder to fight. And it's really fun, because you feel like you're influencing the Peloponnesian War, even though at the end of the day, you know how it's really going to end, if you know your history. But so far, I've interacted with Herodotus, who's pretty much the first historian, uh, Pericles, leader of, uh, lead, leader of the Athenians, and I, I haven't met too many other historical figures just yet, but but I, I know I'll interact with them soon. I know they showed off Hippocrates, uh, Hippo, Hip, uh, whatever. I'm I'm not gonna fuck up his 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 Greek name, um, like the first doctor essentially, and and things like that. Uh, what's really funny is I was playing the other day, and my mom was around in the background, and and she heard it, and she's like, "That's a terrible Greek accent." It's like it sounds Russian. And blah blah blah, and kept going on and on about how it was a Russian guy, and it didn't sound Greek at all. And I, she's like, should be like uh, my big fat Greek wedding. I'm like, mom, that's an over the top like Greek accent. Half of those people weren't even Greek. And I went and looked up the actor playing uh, the main character in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, main character is Alexios. I I chose the 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 male narrative in in this instance. If I ever go back, I'll probably play as Cassandra, the other one. And the actor is actually from Greece, born in Athens, and and I just I just laughed because she's like, oh, it sounds wrong. I'm like, well, it shows that you really don't know. And it, it was funny. It was a funny situation. But can't wait to dive more in. Again, 24, 20 hours in, about twenty five percent of the way done. Playing on hard, so it's probably going to be around eighty hours. That's almost standard for big RPGs. I know, I know. I put around sixty seventy hours into Origins. So, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Can't wait to play more. And got to get it done before Red Dead. So that's that. In other gaming news, we actually had an announcement about The Walking Dead's final season. 
Looks like Skybound Games is actually going to take over and fill in the gap. Skybound Games uh, was actually started by Robert Kirkman, the original writer of the Walking Dead comic. So that that's kind of funny that he's the one, uh, or at least his company is taking over. Skybound Games does a lot of multimedia, different projects, things like that. So that's uh, that's nice for something to happen for those people. Uh, that they're going to use the original team for The Walking Dead. It's unfortunate for the rest of the, the company, but it's nice for at least those people get some work at least. In really odd news, the original author of the Witcher book series is actually demanding more compensation from CD Projekt Red from the Witcher game beyond the original contract money, and he's asking for $16 million more dollars. Like, if if that doesn't come off as... Disin- more disingenuous than anything else I, I, I don't know what is because they had an original contract they agreed to an amount the game sold well and did way better than expected they should have worked in, in into the contract somehow that if the game does x amount you get this percentage blah 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 but but to come back almost three or four years later and ask for almost 20 million more dollars like you're this dude's about to get a got a huge netflix deal for the show like what the hell, man? What the hell's your problem? Like that's so that's so weird and rude to come back and and CD Projekt Red is like this is ludicrous. We're not buying into this. It's granted, I know they bought they licensed the rights from him for the game, but once a contract is fulfilled, they really have no obligation to go back. This this is almost extortion level. It's 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 a ridiculous amount of greed, and and hopefully they can figure this out and settle it. Uh, speaking of CD Projekt Red, uh, Warner Brothers Games is actually going to be distributing Cyberpunk 2077 in North America, and they did announce they will be distributing the game for PS4 and Xbox One, which pretty much assures us that it is a current console game, unless it comes out at that time where it straddles the generations. So, so we'll see about that. Speaking of future, and is this going to be a current console game or not? Uh, there was a, actually a leak of a Harry Potter RPG. It's real grainy video. It looks like a cell phone recording off a computer screen, but character creation, you're, you're going to Hogwarts as a student, interacting with, with different characters from the universe. Not sure where it fits into the timeline. And, but uh, again, it, it's something that, that looks really fun. And we haven't had a really good Harry Potter game in quite a while. Yes, there's the Harry Potter games. I know they announced a Harry Potter Lego collection coming. But I, I think the last one was like Chamber of Secrets, and those those games were terrible. Straight up terrible. But this game looks promising, looked really smooth. Uh, who knows how far into development it is, though. Speaking of other leaks, Amazon has an MMO coming out called New World, set in the 17th century. And it leaked on Pornhub, of all places. Apparently there's like an 8-minute gameplay video up on Pornhub. I don't know if it's still there, but yeah, Pornhub. And funny enough, this isn't the first time a game has leaked on Pornhub. So, hey, a new place to look for video game leaks and movie leaks and things like that. Pornhub.com. Just uh, watch out for all the, the other videos on there. Definitely not safe for work, so don't advise doing that anywhere outside the privacy of your own home. And if no one's watching. But, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, BlizzCon 2018. Coming up real soon, November, BlizzCon, all things Blizzard, Overwatch, Diablo, StarCraft, all that kind of stuff. They announced a couple of other uh, panels uh, for the future of their games. For some reason, 
I don't know why, but the Diablo one is getting more buzz than like Overwatch and StarCraft and things like that. Granted, Diablo is the second newest of, of all their games currently out, but a lot of people think that something big is coming, either a new expansion, Diablo 4, something along those lines. We'll know more November 3rd. Here we go. Rumors, speculation. Let's let's talk about this. A new Switch is coming in 2019, allegedly. Uh, so, uh, it's a hardware... Not reboot. What do they call it? Hardware refresh. That's what they call it. You know, mid-cycle generation. They tend to do this not a year or two after, but usually at the three-year mark. Three-year mark. Let me not blend all those together. And... Apparently, Nintendo is doing it, though, to keep the sales strong and the hype strong around the world. This kind of makes me upset because I was looking at getting a Switch sometime next year. And now, if they come out with a new one, do I just go full on and get the new one, which will probably cost full price? Or do I get the original model, which will be less and discounted and things like this? Nintendo has not commented on this, so we don't know what is going to happen. I'm guessing this is either going to come out around the time Metroid comes out or when the new Pokemon comes out in November next year. So we'll see. Let's wait for E3, essentially, on that one. Or some kind of Nintendo Direct that just kind of drop out of nowhere, knowing Nintendo. Uh, another rumor is that Sony might uh, finally allow PSN members to change their PSN names, something that they've been talking about doing for a number of years now. And Something Xbox players have had on Xbox Live. Granted, you have to pay for it, but it's been around for almost a decade at this point, if I'm not mistaken. I, I changed my original name. Probably not, not actually probably 10 years. Because I changed mine right around when Twitter was a thing. And it used to be Soup Sicilian, because I used to have this shirt that looked like a Superman Lego, but it was Super Sicilian, because I'm Sicilian. Anyway, I changed it to the Nick DeFalco, like when Twitter was coming out and celebrities and all that would be on Twitter as the and their name to kind of say like this is the official account and things like that before the verified badge was there. But yeah, probably 2008 or 2009. So yeah, probably almost a, a decade that Xbox Live has had it and PSN is not. And... No official word on that. I, I think it was... It's it's heavily hinted at, though. So, yay for them. Uh, by the way, I am the Nick DeFalco on both Xbox Live and PSN. So, that's for you if you ever want to jump in and, and play a game. Square Enix announced November 13th. The first DLC will drop for Tomb Raider. It's called The Forge. Comes with a new tomb and some other things to explore and do. No other word yet on anything else. Can't wait for that. The challenge tombs were really awesome in Shadow of the Tomb Raider. They showed off a picture of the forge. Looks really great. The 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 tomb design these guys have is is awesome. Real great puzzles, things like that. Let's see. To kind of cap that off, we're actually getting another Kingdom Hearts game that isn't Kingdom Hearts 3 before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. And it's called Kingdom Hearts The Story So Far. And it will have all nine previous games coming out in one collection. Comes out on October 30th. 40 bucks. And I am especially pissed about this because I literally just bought Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 Final Mix and 2.8. And this is pretty much all those games in one. I think I paid about the same price, so I'm not salty about that. I'm just salty about the fact that it's all coming in one package. And it's like, wh wh why? 
you already have 1.5, 2.5 final mix. You have 2.8. What, 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 what is this? I saw someone make a comment like, this is a pure money grab at this point, is it not? And then the other thing is like, why wouldn't you release something like this on Xbox? Because I, I don't mind. I don't care about that because I, I have it on PS4. I'm getting Kingdom Hearts 3 on, on PlayStation 4 because just for pure somewhat nostalgia reasons and, and just because I played the first two on, on there. But uh, on PlayStation 2 back in the day. Uh, same reason I got Crash Remaster on PS4. That's why I'm getting Spyro PS4. Anyway, but this is going to be... Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be the first Kingdom Hearts game on an Xbox pa- platform. And... I know there had to do with rights when Sony owned part of Square Enix and things like that for when they originally didn't release. But it's like, how can you release a story so far compilation and not and not and not fucking put it on Xbox for people who are just be like, oh, Kingdom Hearts, like, cause Disney and shit, and and they're gonna be confused as hell when this game comes out. It's just it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing for Square to do and. I don't know. We'll, we'll maybe we'll know more maybe later in the year after the game comes out. Maybe they'll announce it for December or late January for Xbox. Who knows? But as of right now, just PlayStation. To kind of use that uh, transition over to the movie world. Uh, speaking of video game movies, Mega Man is getting a live action film, and it's going to be directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman, who directed the movie Catfish and Paranormal Activity Three. I think they're shooting for a 2020 release. Yeah, I don't. That's a weird choice of directors for a Mega Man movie. Whatever. Uh, got a teaser for the Rocket Man movie. Um, this has nothing to do with space or anything. It's actually about Elton John. It's an Elton John biopic. And what's really funny is Taron Egerton is is playing Elton. And little brief history on why this is funny. Taron Egerton is uh, played a character in Sing who sang a big Elton John song. In, in that movie. Then he actually acted with Elton John in Kingsman 2. So that that that's kind of funny that they're all... It all comes full circle, essentially. Uh, that movie looks good. Almost uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody level in terms of honoring a, a great musician. Elton's still alive, though. So we'll see how what his take is when it comes out. Ansel Elgort, who was Baby and Baby Driver, has been cast as Tony in Spielberg's West Side Story reboot. I'm excited for this. Love Steven Spielberg. West Side Story is one of the few musicals I tolerate. And I wonder how they're going to adapt that for a modern America. Is it going to be in modern times? Is it going to be set in the 60s again like the old one? We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of another video game tie-in, in uh, there was a new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse trailer. And this movie is shaping up to be a great Spider-Man movie, animated, comes out in November, December, and, you know, focus on Miles Morales, things like that, has Peter Parker working with him, it's a blending of the different Spider-Man universes, different spider heroes from across the multiverse are, are in it, Spider-Gwen, and Spider-Man Noir, and and um, Spider-Ham, and I can't think of the, the little girl's name, uh, Penny Parker, I think, is a a girl adopted by the Parkers, little Japanese girl who builds like a spider mech, mecha. So that's cool. But anyway, actually, in the background of one of the scenes, you can actually see the Marvel, Marvel Spider-Man PS4 game spider suit in a case in the background. So that's really cool. Little little Easter egg hidden right in the trailer. But uh, this movie is going to be really good. I can't wait to see it. 
John Mulaney is actually in it as Spider-Ham, and I think he's the perfect person for that. Nicolas Cage is uh, Spider-Man Noir, so that, that'll be interesting to see. And let's see. whole lot of comic book movie stuff, actually. Chris Evans is officially done with playing Captain America. He finished his final scenes. He posted like a heartfelt goodbye on Instagram and Twitter. He's one of the few people that actually like really hate playing his char- his Marvel character now, which is kind of weird because it's kind of helped boost his... Granted, he's been around for a while, but it, it kind of helped boost his star lately. Because, I mean, he was always in rom-coms. He was in Not Another Teen Movie, things like that. But, but Captain America's actually kind of helped his more dramatic chops, if you ask me. Because while... Well, Captain America is more comedy action. There are parts that require more dr- gravitas and things like that, and and I think I think this has helped him, which is funny because he's actually staying in the, in the Disney family. Uh, actually, I don't know if this is a Disney family thing. Forget what I just said that, but he's actually doing a movie with Ryan Johnson, who directed uh, the Last Jedi. We'll know more about that movie as time goes on. Hellboy. Like I said, because it's New York Comic Con, Hellboy showed off a new poster. Looks amazing. David Harbour looks amazing as Hellboy. And uh, said that it's going to be more horror, I guess. More horror elements in it and things like that. Which is kind of good. I like that. Guillermo del Toro's kind of fit that in to a a bit. Um, And they actually showed off footage. Um, Lionsgate said they're not going to release it to the public yet. But showed off some new footage and people said that it was funny. It was fit with the tone of the comics and things like that, and uh, more adult and more more uh, more horror elements, like they said. So be excited once that that footage finally drops. That movie comes out next year. Got a huge, huge five minute tease for Aquaman, and this movie is gonna be fucking amazing based off just the five minutes alone. Got some more idea about the story and and how that's gonna play into it. Finally got to see off more characters. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's character kind of finally got shown off. Uh, plays the father of Amber Heard's Mira. And full reveal of Black Manta. Because they, they'd shown off his costume, actually. Like, uh, pictures were... Not pictures, I should say. His costume was shown off in public at New York Comic Con. And it looked really great, but it, because of the way it was it was situated in the, in the in the exhibition hall, it, there was a lot of glare in the pictures. But you finally got to see him in action in the movie, and oh shit, they it's a practical suit, and it looks amazing. It is super comics accurate. Cannot wait to see how that goes. This five minutes though showed off a whole lot, whole lot of stuff, and showed off this chase scene in in like Greece showed Mira and Aquaman in like the desert at like an Atlant- old Atlantean outpost because I guess they're searching for the trident in this movie, uh, Aquaman's trident, and kind of get more background on the war underneath the seas of all the different things, more of Nicole Kidman's character who is the playing the mother of Aquaman. So a lot of stuff going on in this thing. Cannot wait just a, about two months before this movie comes out. So Gotta hold on tight, but I I can't fucking wait. Oh, biggest thing, though. At the end, they show off Jason Momoa in the traditional Aquaman outfit, but adapted for the movie, and it is fire, people. It is fucking fire. Cannot wait. Hopefully that's not the end of the movie, 
but damn, it it looks. I'm I'm happy where they're going with this. Just to kind of round out that, uh, not round out, but kind of keep moving. Uh, I know we talked about last week about the Birds of Prey movie with Margot Robbie continuing her Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad and things like that. And they finally cast Renee Montoya, going to be played by Rosie Perez. She's been around a long time, um, Latinx act- actress. Um, most people nowadays probably know her as the cop from Pineapple Express. And she was in a lot of TV shows, and, and she was in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, which was what was actually her first movie, and a whole lot of different things. Um, but she's going to be playing Renee Montoya, essentially the question. I don't know if they're going to bring her bring her in as, as the question or not, but she was cast in Birds of Prey. And speaking of Margot Robbie, actually just cast as Barbie in the Barbie movie, and I think that's probably one of the most perfect castings in a very long time. But that's not a comic book movie. Nobody cares about Barbie. We need to really stop need to stop caring about Barbie because r- unrealistic expectations. And then also new rumor, Marvel has commissioned a script for a Dark Avengers movie. The Dark Avengers, Brian Michael Bendis creation, and they kind of were led by Norman Osborn as the Iron Patriot. But here's my thing. What uh, Wolverine was uh, was a member of the new the Dark Avengers but it was actually his son Dokken not actual Lo- not actually Logan and is this going to be a product of the Fox deal is this going to be things like that do they have the right to Norman Osborn with their partnership with Sony who knows they haven't announced it just rumors and speculation at this point but that 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 opens the door for a lot of things it's like you're going to have Norman Osborn in a Dark Avengers movie but not a Spider-Man movie and vice versa things like that so I, I don't know I don't know what to make of that. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, there were a lot of set photos released from the Homecoming sequel, Far From Home. I think that movie, I think they just wrapped filming. That movie's supposed to be out late next year. Pretty much the start of Phase 4, Marvel Phase 4. That uh, will be after Avengers 4, things like that. Anyway, set pictures leaked out. Pretty much confirms Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Mysterio. Uh, had this awesome looking outfit on. Did not have like his globe helmet though. Or dome helmet. Sorry, it's a dome helmet. You know, with the mist inside. Because he's a, a villain that can manipulate what's going on around and things like that. So, can't wait for that movie. I'm sure we'll know more as time goes on. Also got a new trailer for, at Comic-Con, New York Comic Con for Mortal Engines. The new Peter Jackson movie. This movie already had me hyped because it had giant cities moving around the planet on giant tank treads. But they actually released a new trailer that showed off more of the world around. And I'm very interested, even more so. Not just because it's Peter Jackson, not because cities moving around on their own. But there's a whole lot going on in this world. There's a lot baked in and things. So clearly they're, they're, they're using the books well. And a lot of great world build, building went into this movie. I think that comes out later this year, so we'll know more as time goes on. Sorry, I don't have a whole lot more to talk about because it's just a trailer, and I'm interested. But enough's enough. Let's uh, let's move on to TV, right? Let's talk about the TV world. Of course, uh, the shows I've been watching have been really good. I liked how I like where Manifest is going, and uh, second episode kind of brought some what you thought might be supernatural elements. 
uh, to build on like their kind of mind psych psychic ability type things. But in reality, it might be a government conspiracy, maybe time travel, who knows? Lethal weapon still really good. Get back to lethal weapon in a few minutes. Uh, Magnum PI still going to give a few, another episode or two before I ditch that show because it's getting kind of boring. And I think the Arrowverse shows start next week. So all, all those I will for sure do full reviews of every week. Uh, got some more news out of New York Comic Con. Magicians is returning January 23rd. That's a really great show if you never watched it. Uh, the first three seasons are on... The first two seasons are on Netflix. They usually add the new season. They usually add the previous season on Netflix right before the new season starts. That's uh, kind of like a uh, an adult Harry Potter. Like if Harry Potter was written purely for adults. It's on sci-fi. Really awesome show. Has to do with magic and almost Narnia-esque and things like that. And it's really cool. Really like it. So uh, based off a of book series, definitely check it out on Netflix if you like that kind of stuff. And again, third season will probably be on there soon. Fourth season to follow in January. Speaking of Netflix, uh, Bullseye is confirmed to be the secondary villain in Daredevil Season 3. That drops in a couple weeks. Can't wait for that. Uh, based off some of the new trailers. Netflix also got the rights to the Chronicles of Narnia franchise for movies, TV shows, anything moving forward. So I think they're probably going to reboot after the three Disney films, because those kind of started to peter out as time went on. And Netflix also got the international distribution rights to DC's Titans show, which had its premiere at New York City Comic Con. A lot of good buzz. It got automatically renewed for a season two. You know, it's on DC Universe's streaming service. And got some other news regarding, regarding DC's streaming service. Titans starts in a couple weeks officially for the public. We also got a trailer for the Harley Quinn animated series. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco is our new our new Harley Quinn, second Big Bang Theory alum to play the character. After what's her name? The I don't watch that show, but one one of the girls on there uh, played Harley Quinn in the Batman and Harley Quinn animated movie that came out last year. A terrible movie, by the way. Too many. It's very childish. But anyway, a new trailer. It's very adult themed. Uh, took shots at. DC movies and Deadpool, so that that's a that's a win win, and um, a, along with that, that trailer's online. I I urge you to check it out if you like Harley Quinn. Uh, they actually announced a timetable for the release of their shows. So as we all know, Titans is this month. Uh, should end sometime Jan December January, which uh, leads right into uh, season three of Young Justice called Young Justice Outsiders, uh, twenty six episode third season going to be split into two 13 episode blocks though uh three episodes will drop per week between january and february it will uh, take a break and then come back between june and july so that's that's when we know that's coming um and speaking in between that january february and june july drop of, of young justice we're actually going to get the doom patrol show which will tie into titans swamp thing will follow in july Stargirl starts sometime around September, and then the Harley show, unfortunately, we have to wait at least a whole year for before we get to see that sometime in October, November of 2019. Uh, well, that it will give them more time to record the episodes, draw more episodes, things like that. I mean, it was only announced uh, a, a couple months ago, so I'm, I'm sure they're, they're still doing preliminary work on it. To kind of round that out, another sci-fi show, Krypton, which is based on Superman's grandfather. Now I can't think of his name. 
Anyway, uh, they cast Lobo, who is a intergalactic bounty hunter who degaffs like a mofo. Okay, this guy, last of his race, who he killed himself for a bounty, rides this crazy, awesome space motorcycle. They cast him for Krypton, and he looks amazing. Like, he looks like the Lobo, without being as large, he looks like the Lobo from the old Superman cartoon. I know they've been trying to get, like, a Lobo movie off the ground for a while. Maybe how he does in Krypton can gauge the public's interest in him, but... We'll, we'll see how far sci-fi can go with a rough and tumble bounty hunter. Let's see if he can if they'll allow him to curse, things like that. Because uh, think Dog the Bounty Hunter, um, but blue-skinned and fights Superman. So can't wait to see how Krypton Season 2 goes. Speaking, I, I, know, I know I mentioned Lethal Weapon earlier. Uh, Marlon Wayans is saying that he is leaving the show after they film in December. They only got a 13-episode order for Season 3 anyway. He said he's getting older, he has diabetes, he's working 16-hour days for Lethal Weapon, and kind of wants to go back to theater and slow down a bit. That's unfortunate because I love his character on Lethal Weapon. Here's my thing. I, I, I know they barely got a renewal for Season 3, and Riggs is gone. I, I really hope they just end the show then. Because you cannot have a lethal weapon show if you don't have Murtaugh or Riggs. Like, I'm, I'm tolerating it without Riggs because Sean William Scott is actually funny and their, their chemistry is actually just as good. Uh, his chemistry with Marlon Wayans is just as good as um, Clayne Crawford's was. But just end the show at this point. I'm, I'm not going to watch a lethal weapon show without Riggs and Murtaugh. And now they're going to have to look for someone to replace him. It's just, don't, don't beat a dead horse. It, it, it's it's time to let that show just 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 go into the the limelight, go out on top essentially, because it's it's still an awesome show, written well. I I know it's probably got a ridiculous budget, but I I think it will be okay. I think it will be okay to just let this show die, and that's unfortunate because it's one of my favorite shows right now. Speaking of other leavings, Chelsea Peretti said that um she has a really minor role in season six, and is leaving the show, which. It's unfortunate because her character Gina is hilarious. And she, I mean, she wasn't really in the last two seasons either. Um, I know she was pregnant in uh, in real life, so she couldn't really film the show. Um, and then kind of filmed like a pregnant version of herself in the show as well. And they've, they've kind of been not focusing on her character as much as they used to. She's always been, granted the show's a comedy, but she's been more comic relief than... Well, what I mean is she's like comic relief to the comedy almost. And it, it and she plays this ridiculously over-the-top character. So, again, I, I uh, it's unfortunate, but she said she will be back. And, and hopefully, hopefully it actually gets to continue on on NBC um, after Fox canceled it last year. But probably the biggest news this week has to do with the Star Wars live-action show that will come out on Disney's streaming service. It's going to be called The Mandalorian. Uh, it's headed up by Jon Favreau. And they released a picture which looks amazing of a Mandalorian character. Uh, it's taking place post-Return of the Jedi. It's going to be about a lone gunfighter in the galaxy uh, long after the stories of Boba Fett and Jango Fett. This, this is what Jon Favreau released. And they actually announced a list of directors. Uh, it's only going to have eight episodes for its first season. 
some big hitters, though. Dave Filoni, who created Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars, is actually going to be uh, the director of the first episode, one of his first live-action shows. Perfect person. I, I think he... While I don't think he's right to take over... He was right to take over Lu- Lucasfilm um, after George. I think he's the, the, the next... I think he should be next if Kathleen Kennedy... Uh, retires in 2021 as she gets older and things like that. I think Dave Filoni is the best herald of the Star Wars universe um, after George because he's been kind of like, he always worked with George for Clone Wars and things like that and and I think he loves and cares about it more than most people do. But but that's separate thing. Um, Taika Waititi who directed Thor Ragnarok, What We Do in the Shadows, things like this going to be directing an episode. Bryce Dallas Howard will be directing an episode. It's actually, she's never really directed anything before. So it looks like she's going to be uh, following in Daddy's footsteps, Ron Howard, of course. And uh, she's been around other great directors with, you know, the Jurassic World series, The Help, things like this. Rick Famuyiwa uh, directed the movie Dope, was the director of the Flash movie for about two months. And some other things. That that's really awesome. He's a really good director. And then Deborah Chow, probably the most unknown on the on this list. She's actually directed episodes of, of Jessica Jones. I am very, very, very excited for this show. There were rumors last week when a set photo was released that people were like, oh, this show might focus on Mandalorians. And people were hoping maybe a live action Sabine shows up. But this is for certain. I am stoked that this is going to be a Mandalorian show because uh, John Favreau was actually like kind of working with Dave Filoni on the Mandalorian arc on all the Clone Wars episodes and things like this. So I'm very, very happy that he's the one doing this. I'm happy Dave Filoni's involved. I can't wait to see what they do with the post-Return of the Jedi story of Mandalore in the new canon. In the old canon, we all know that Boba Fett lived. He was involved in the second galactic civil war he worked with uh, Jaina Solo to help take down her brother and a lot of Mandalorians were worked in to the story for a, a whole lot of other things hell there was the whole 501st novel series granted that was that was um Clone Wars era and Rise of the Empire era but still a lot a lot of things happening and hell there were there were a lot of Mandalorians even worked into the Fate of the Jedi series so I'm excited to see what they do with the new canon is Boba Fett alive? We still don't know. There's been hints of that in the Aftermath books. We'll see if he gets a shout-out in the new one, if he's still around. What's going to happen with with a lot of clones that might still be alive? Because that, that will work in as well. Because as we know, several of them did make it and lived uh, into their old age. Because, you know, they all age very rapidly. Granted, they mo- many probably won't be alive at that point. But, but anyway, we know that now that Rex... Uh, Captain Rex made it to the Battle of Endor. So we'll, we'll see how that ties in and how that affects the, the Mandalorian race moving forward. And that's kind of it for today. Got a couple more things to talk about, though. But that's kind of it for the major news. But actually, it was announced this week that Walmart is going to become the exclusive brick-and-mortar home for loot crate products. Uh, they're going to have crates, other exclusive collectibles from Fun- Funko and things like this. And this makes me wonder... Are they going to sell past crates? Are they going to sell the current crate? They said more news is to come. So so we'll see. We'll see how that works out. 
But I also got this week's, uh, this month's loot wear, finally, a little week after the normal stuff. Kind of mad I didn't get their underwear subscription because it's Invader Zim underwear, but I uh, got the tees and the wearable. Uh, they have this awesome Venom shirt, uh, different from the one that came in the normal crate, but this one's Venom's face. Um, they kind of have the spider logo that make up his eyes, and he's got his open mouth and his tongue going off in this weird, like, shape, so very Venom-y. And then also got this awesome crew neck sweater, but it's an FBI one. So it says it's got the FBI logo, but then it's intersected with like the X-Files X because it's actually an X-Files one. And it's got this like, I want to believe um, or the truth is out there logo with like a flying saucer on the sleeve. Awesome. Because I love crew neck sweaters because when you don't want to wear a hoodie, you don't want to wear a zip up or anything. You just throw that on super comfy, but awesome month for loot wear. And uh, with that, we have reached the end of another episode of Nick's Nerd News. I am your host, Nick. You can find me on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes under Nick's Nerd News. This has been Nerd Unfiltered. Like, rate, subscribe, share, do whatever the hell you want with my, my episodes. Listen to them at home. Listen to them in the car. I got a nice, sultry voice that will soothe you until the cows come home, baby. <laughs> no, whatever. I don't care. But uh hey, we we keep chugging along, all right? And and I know you guys keep coming to me for news, opinions and and just whatever the hell might be going on in the world of nerdum, nerddom. What uh, whatever. And uh as always, you know, don't let anybody get you down. Just uh be yourself, be weird, be happy and fuck them if they don't like it. All right? Have a good one. I'll catch you on the flip side.